Welcome to Chi Alpha at the University of Virginia. This podcast is a collection of messages designed to help you grow in our three anchors of real devotional life, real community, and real responsibility. We hope that you enjoy this message and that it encourages you in your spiritual growth. Boy, did I miss that over break. Uh, by the way, uh, if, if you're new here, uh, that's kind of weird, right? <laughs> Wake up and or I come up and people do that. Anyways, uh, it's just a little tradition and we're, we're not as weird as we sound. Um, but we are so glad you're here. My name is Pete and I have the joy of being the director of Chi Alpha here. Uh, anybody watch any uh, football this weekend? Okay, so I, I watched a little bit. Um, I have to say, I, uh, okay, so I watched a video today. I did not root for this team, but this video to me was really cool. So uh, I, I'm not a Baltimore Ravens fan. In fact, I was going for the Houston Texans. Um, I know that may be controversial, but anyways, but I love the celebration. They give, all right, let's watch it. Here we go. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boom. Okay, okay. So you may want <laughs> you enjoy that? I mean, come on. Now, that's how you celebrate when you win. Okay. Anyways, uh, I, there, there's a purpose. Um, my message tonight, the reason why, I, so I was uh, watching this after I went over my message and the title of my message already was, The Kingdom of Heaven is Like a Dance Circle. And so when I saw that, I was like, I got to show it. Okay, The Kingdom of Heaven is Like a Dance Circle. Um, as we kick off the semester, I want to spend the first week reminding us who we are as a community and who we are as the people of God. And so uh, we're going to have some some fun tonight. Uh, if you're maybe wondering, like, where's the student testimony? There's always student testimony. It's going to be in the middle of my message, all right? So be, let your heart not be troubled. There's a student testimony coming. Um, but I want, to, I want us to have some time to wrap our heads around and remind our hearts who we are as we step into this year. This summer, I took six weeks and studied a little short book um, called First John. And it was very powerful for me. And there was one specific verse that has resounded in my heart for the last six months. Some of you have heard me talk about this verse earlier in the year and some, and, and some of the things I will, have, will say tonight. But if you will, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open up to 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. The kingdom of heaven is like a dance circle. John 1, 1 through 4. John, the author of this, was a disciple of Jesus. And he is writing a church as he tells them about Jesus. Um, We're going to have the verses up on the screen. We don't always do this, but would you mind standing with me for the reading of these four verses? 1 John 1, 1 through 4. The word of God says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it and we proclaim to you the eternal life 
which was with the Father and has appeared to us. And then the verse we're going to focus on. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Amen. You may have a seat. I'd like to start my message tonight with a massive parent fail. Have you ever had a moment you wish you could get back? You just kind of like, ooh, if I could do that one over, I sure would do that one over. Well, I want to tell you about a moment that I wish I could get back, but you know, that's not the way life always works. But I was at a wedding. You can go ahead and put up the picture. I was at a wedding, and uh, that, that's my son with the big glasses. He's now a freshman in college. So this is uh, 12 years old, okay? So just so you can picture it, that, that, that is at this exact wedding. That is his little giddy-up he's wearing. Um, and my son, Ian, we're at this... Okay, you can take the picture down now. Thanks, yeah. We're at this wedding, and... Um, it was Jason and Nock Lund's wedding. I officiated. The wedding was over. The reception was now going. And the re- uh, Nock is from a Vietnamese family. I believe they'd already changed clothes into Vietnamese garb to honor her background. And everybody is out dancing. And my son, Ian, is out dancing. And that was before he danced because he was all sweaty on the sides. You know what I'm talking about? Where, where his hair was all sweaty. He was out there dancing. And then all of a sudden, a dance circle breaks out. Okay, well, my son has never seen a dance circle before, but people go into the middle of the dance circle, they dance a little bit, you know what I'm talking about, and then they work their way back out of the dance circle. And so after, you know, two or three people do that, Ian goes into the middle of the dance circle. Okay, when a six-year-old goes into the middle of a dance circle, um, Everybody goes crazy, right? And not only are they going crazy because a six-year-old's in the middle of the dancer, but he can dance. And I'm thinking, where'd he get? Oh, I know where he got that. Anyways, no. <laughs> His old man. You know, no, anyways. <laughs> he's in, and I'm like, my boy can dance. Look at him, you know? And so he's just dancing. And of course, everybody's hollering and laughing and cheering him on. And, you know, like they were just doing in the video. Everybody's egging him on. And here's the thing. He's loving it. He's getting all this positive reinforcement. But here's the thing. He doesn't know the etiquette of dance circles. You know what the etiquette of dance circles are, is, don't you? You got to get out of the dance circle. You don't spend too much. And so I'm watching. He's in the dance circle. And he's owning the dance circle. But he's not getting out. And I'm thinking as a parent, I'm like, oh, no. He has no idea what to do. He doesn't know, like, you got to get out, out of the dance circle. And so my head's spinning. What do I do? He's just, and everybody, everybody's still going crazy. And they see me move towards him. And people are like, no, don't. And I reach out. And I grab him. And I pull him out of the dance circle. And I mean, people are heckling. No, what are you doing? No. And, and I'm like, he doesn't know. He doesn't know that he's got to get out. I, I should have just let him finish the song. I mean, how long can a song be, right? And I, I pulled him out. And this is a true story. I don't think he ever danced at another wedding after that moment. Oh, what a terrible dad. 
what a terrible day. Okay, it could have just been coincidence or it could have been scarring. I have no idea. I never have asked him. I don't know if he even remembers it. I remember it. That's all that matters. What was I thinking? The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is like a dance circle. In his book, Delighting in the Trinity, Michael Reeves poses a question. And the question was this, what was God doing before creation? What was the triune, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the triune God doing before creation? He asks the question so he can answer the question. So then he answers the question in John 17, where Jesus is praying to the Father right before he goes to the cross. And in John 17, 24, Jesus gives us a little glimpse of what was going on behind the curtain of creation or before creation behind the curtain of the Trinity. Okay, so let's read this. It says this, Jesus praying, Father, you loved me before the creation of the world. What was happening before the creation of the world? What was the Father and Son and Holy Spirit doing? Well, the Father was loving the Son. The Son was loving the Father. The Father and the Son were loving the Holy Spirit. And, and, and theologians have talked about this. Uh, theologians like Tim Keller and, and the Greek fathers talked about this. This picture, they talk about where the Trinity was uh, voluntarily circling around one another, pouring out love and adoration and delight. So picture this. Okay, I'm going to have some volunteers. Uh, Eli, you're, you're going to be a volunteer. Gabriel and Arthur. Okay, come here, guys. I want you over here because you're going to need a little space, okay? Okay, so I love this. I love it. Okay, so you guys are going to, you're the, okay, th this is not heresy. This is not real. This is, okay, you guys are going to be the Trinity for a moment, okay? So, so they're going to be the Trinity. And, uh, and what I want you to do, Arthur, you look so thrilled right now, bro. <laughs> I did not ask their permission. I'll ask for forgiveness later. But anyways, um, so what you guys are going to do, why don't you go ahead and get in a circle and you're going to uh, dance uh, around each other as a, um, a with delight <laughs> in one. Okay. Okay. So here's, just, just grab each other's hands just for a second. Okay. Just for a second. Okay. There you go. There you go. Like, like Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay. All right. There you go. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you, Arthur. Okay. And, and so, so this is what the Father said. Love and life were, were in, in adoration, were, were, were being exchanged. Okay, Gabriel's getting into it. All right, that's what I like. All right, yeah. Feeling the music. Okay, okay, there you go. Okay, all right. So just stay right there for just a second, okay? So the, 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 the Greek fathers had a word that they used that actually to speak of this reality of the dynamic between the father and son where, where love and life and light were like um, defining their, their re, the relationship within the Godhead. And the word that was used meant to dance or to flow around. And so it's like, it's like, there you go. Gabriel's got the flow going there, okay. So the picture is within the very Godhead is this community of love, life, and light, okay? Within the person of God in the triune God. Okay, just, just hang out there for just a second, okay? 
So then what happened was to share their love and their life and, and, and their, their nature, they created, the triune God created creation so we could share in that love and that life, okay? But because of our rebellion, because of our sin, we were exiled and alienated from the, from the circle, so to speak. And so then Jesus came and in verse 26, John, of uh, the same chapter, Jesus, as he prays, tells us why he came. Why did he come? What is the incarnation, the death, burial, and resurrection and ascension of Jesus all about? He says this, I have made you known to them, saying I made you the father known to, to my disciples and will continue to make you known in order that. So this is the purpose, that the love you have for me may be in them. Here's the picture. The triune God, Jesus came so that the love that defines the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the life that, that, that defines the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit could be shared with us. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Jacob, I want you to come. Okay, just open up. Okay, all right, all right. And then homie G, why don't you get in here? Okay, all right. Okay, okay, now. now okay, so the dance circle is enlarging, right? Okay, okay, all right, and, and uh, Heim and Michael, go ahead, go ahead, come on, come on, Jace, come on, Henry, okay, all right, so, so here we are, okay, <laughs> all right, all right, there we go, Henry, okay, we got a whole corgi here, okay, is it getting better, okay, okay, so the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because of the work of Jesus, the dance circle has now expanded, are you guys following me? So that the love that was in the Godhead is now being expanded into the people of God. And look, they're all sharing the love. They're all sharing the life. That the life that was in God is now within his people. All right, thank you. Can you guys give him a hand? There you go. So here's the picture. In John in 1 John, go back to 1 uh, John, um, it says this, that, that all of this happened so that we would have fellowship that is with the Father and with the Son. Now, the word fellowship is a word that we use a lot, but I don't know that we always know what it means. And it literally means joint participation or sharing. I have a, a slide, yeah, joint participation participation or sharing. And so that picture of what we just saw with the, tr the Trinity being played out is now the Trinity is opening up to bring others into fellowship, into the joint participation and sharing in the love and in the life that the triune God has and gives. Here's the point. The point is this. The gospel is, okay, when John speaks of the nature of the gospel, he doesn't just speak of it in mere intellectual terms. Now, the gospel is intellectually robust and intellectually satisfying. So this is not an anti-intellectual statement, okay? The gospel is intellectually robust. However, he doesn't speak of it in mere intellectual terms. He speaks of it in chiefly relational terms. That the gospel, that what Jesus has done, what John is proclaiming is so that people can enter into the circle of the love of God and the life that God has and God gives that the Bible calls eternal life. So people can enter into that circle. 
And so I just want to remind us of our three anchors in Kyle. The first anchor is real devotional life. This verse is dripping with relationship. And the point is, is this, when we spend time in, with Jesus in a, a real devotional life, here's what we're doing. We're spending time entering, looking around, receiving from the dance circle, the love and the life of Christ. Does that make sense? Like we are, this is the realm that we live in. And when we spend time with him, we become refocused on that reality that we live in. And our minds are refocused on Jesus. Now he's the one who brought us into the circle. It was his work that brought us into the circle when, when we were alienated. So we could share in the love of the father. The same love that the father has for him is now towards us. And that we could share in the life eternal life with God. And then we start to hear the music of the, of the love of the Father. We start to hear the music of the glory of the Father, of the holiness of the Father, and our hearts are saturated by, the, by that music. And then the Spirit helps us get in step with the triune God and live in step with Him. And that's what a real devotional life is about. But here's the thing, as we just saw, when you enter into the, the circle, into the dance circle with the triune God, you look around and what do you find? You're not the only one. You are in the circle with other brothers and sisters in Christ. And that brings me to the, to the second point is this, it says this, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. That you look around, you're like, oh wait, there's, there's other brothers and sisters here. And here's the point. The Christian life, the, the dance, entering into the dance circle is not something you do in isolation. It's something that you live out in community. Here's the, here's the facts. None of us were meant to live out the Christian life in isolation with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. No, he wants us to live out in community with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and his people. And so as we step into this semester, I want to remind us of the importance of real community. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, this is my paraphrase of his quote. He says this, sometimes the word of God in our heart is weaker than the word of God coming from our brother or sister. Over break, I had a conversation with uh, a, another brother in Christ and as we were talking a couple times in the same conversation, it was really humbling. He's like, he said, I need to remind you of the gospel. <laughs> That's not what a preacher wants to hear. I need to remind you of the gospel. Because as I was sharing about things in my life, he could hear that it didn't sound real gospel-centered. And you know what? He was right. And when he said, I was like, you're so right. Yes, I need to make sure that the gospel defines this area too. And here's the point. I need somebody who's drawing me back to the gospel. You need somebody who's drawing you back to the gospel so we can be in step with this. That's, that is the nature of the Christian life. There is no solo Christian. It's not a solo dance. It's a group dance. It's a dance circle. Here's what I know. Some of you, as you packed up 
your car to come back for the spring semester. Some of you packed up the car with great uncertainty. You weren't for sure you really wanted to come back. People don't know it, but you had a lot of mixed emotions. And here's the reason why, because you're not for sure what your place is at UVA or Piedmont. You're not for sure who your people are. And you're not even sure you really want to be here. And if that is you, let me encourage you to put your roots down deep this semester, to prioritize the people of God, the community, your core group, M&L. And as you do that, you will be blessed. The getaways, go on the getaway. And because my, this is the heart of God. He wants you to feel at home among his people. Now I understand your home is your home. Like I'm a parent, I got a son somewhere, you know, I get it. But he wants you to, to feel like your place is in his family among his people. And so if, the, if you had that feeling as you're packing the car, let me encourage you to do this next semester a little different. Just keep going deeper with your roots in real community. Let me give you some advice. Make what I call pre-choices. You know what pre-choices are? They're the choices you make before the choices you make. <laughs> Let me make, encourage you to make some pre-choices of what, of what you will do. Commit to your core group. Commit to community. Don't play it by ear week in, week out. Okay, moving on. Bonhoeffer, while he wrote a book called Life Together, he also had a, an exhortation. I, I want to read you a quick quote. He said this. This is the first one of the first pages of life together. So a book on community, and listen to what he says. The Christian belongs not in the seclusion of a cloistered life, but in the, think of a, thick, okay, I couldn't read it. Okay, oh, it says thick, it should be thick of us, yeah. And then, but in the thick of us, thanks Gabriel. That's why I like you on the front row, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> There is his being Christ's commission in his work. In other words, he warns us about living in a, what we call a Christian bubble. That we aren't just to be cloistered with our backs to the world, but we are to be turned outward to bring others into the dance circle. And this leads us to the third anchor, the anchor of real responsibility. And in verse three, it says this, And we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that, why is he proclaiming? So that others can come into fellowship with us and our fellowships with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, so more people can enter the dance circle and participate in the love of the Father and the life of God. Man, when you hear this, you can like hear the apostle's heartbeat. What is his heartbeat? His heartbeat is that more people would know Jesus. His heartbeat is that more people would enter into fellowship with the Father and with the Son. His heartbeat is for more people to know the love and the life and the light of God. Where did he get that? It's the heartbeat of his Savior. I mean, look at the life of Jesus. You know what people accuse Jesus of? 
being a friend of sinners. And you know what Jesus said? Guilty as charged. Yes, I'm a friend of sinners. Why? Because I want more people to come into the dance circle with me and my Father and the Holy Spirit. Because I want more people to share in my life. Because I want more people to share in the Father's love. Yes, guilty as charged. In fact, in Luke, it talks about when he went into Jericho. Now, Jericho was this town that was known for having a, a, a school that trained priests. So he goes into Jericho and they're probably wondering where Jesus is going to have lunch. Like, I, I bet he goes over to that school that has that, all the priests in training and Jesus, you know. And Jesus on his way in, he looks up and in a tree, he sees a tax collector. He sees somebody who's d- despised that all the religious people have written off. And Jesus looks up and he says, Zac- he knows his name. He says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house for dinner. And Zacchaeus, oh, you know, because immediately he's thinking, I didn't pick up, you know, I, I haven't cleaned at all, you know. <laughs> but he goes and at that dinner, we're not told what happens, but here's what we know. That at the end of the dinner, he comes out as a part of the dance circle with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Zacchaeus's life was changed and you can hear the heartbeat. In fact, that story closes by Jesus saying, I came to seek and to save the lost. This is my heartbeat. This is what I'm about. I want us to just sense the heart of God and step in with him into his heart. Okay, now it's time for the testimony. So I'm gonna call Liz and Joan up to come help me out. Will you guys welcome Liz, Reese, and Joan? Right? All right. Okay. I've asked them if they would help me. What's up, Joan? If they would help me um, by sharing a little bit of their story. They have a, a unique story, and so they're going to help me out a little bit. Liz and Juan, how do you guys know each other? Architecture school. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, that's great. No, I, mean, no. I, I admire architect students. I know how hard you all work. All, shout out to all the A-schoolers out there. So anything to add to that? Um, same deal. Uh, A-school keeps you um, pretty busy, so uh, didn't really meet or officially talked to Liz so um, this this past semester. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Jawan, did you know anything about Chi Alpha? Um, no. Before the beginning of this year, I didn't. No. No. Okay. Wow. So you you just knew nothing. Okay. And then Liz, question for you is why and how did you invite? Juwan to okay. Chi Alpha. Okay, this is where it gets pretty good. So, um, like you said, we did not actually really know each other. Like, I knew he was in school with me, but I didn't really talk to him. We were in the studio probably once, but it was, like, really no contact. Um, and so this one day, I was wearing this shirt, and I wear a bunch of Jesus shirts. You guys know that. I've seen me wear them. And it said, um, uh, long story short, God saved my life. And I was standing somewhere, and he came by, and he was like, I like your shirt. And I was like, Pfft. Okay, like, um, <laughs> it was kind of like, what do you know about this? Um, it was just kind of, and I thought to myself, like, uh, I should ask him about that. No, I'm okay. I don't think I'll do that. And so I, I did it. <laughs> and um, 
like three weeks later, like literally three weeks later, I was like, oh man, I really should have asked him about that. But alas, he's not around. I walked outside, he was outside. And I said, no, I'm okay. <laughs> like this is literally what happened. I was like, I'm okay, I won't do that. And so I, was, I walked past and walked down the stairs and was like, I cannot get this out of my head. Like the Lord was like, are you really finna be disobedient in my face? And I was like, I kind of want to be. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is so bad, guys. I was like, I'm gonna flip a coin. <laughs> this, I mean, it's real <laughs> and I said if it's tails I'll go talk to him flip the coin it was tails I said no <laughs> and so I flipped another coin like on Siri like on the phone you know and it was tails again and I was like oh my gosh and so I walked back up the stairs and was like hey I have like this totally random question for you like absolutely random um, and at this point, I'm like 30 feet away. Like, I didn't even walk up next to him. I, I stood at like a distance. And I was like, um, I was wearing this shirt. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what? And I was like, I was wearing this shirt and it said this. And he was like, yeah, I remember. And I was like, I just, I just wanted to know, like, are, are you a believer? And he was like, uh, yeah, as of recently. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, since when? And so then we started talking just about like testimony stuff. And I was like, I have to invite him to like, I was like, are you in a Christian fellowship? Do you know anybody? And he was like, no. And so I was like, oh, well, lucky for you. I'm in a Christian fellowship and you should come. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'll like, I got, we exchanged numbers and I was like, I'll text you about M&L. Um, but then I was like, oh, this is the week where we don't have M&L because we were seeing Esau McCulley. And I was like, oh goodness, now I'm really the weird Jesus girl, like asking <laughs> him to come to this, this thing. And, but he came and it was really, really cool. And then he came to M&L the next week and then, he got plugged into a core group and forgot about, like, forget me. I wasn't important anymore. Like, he got plugged in, and I was like, well, I'm glad I was able to do that. But, yeah, that's, that's how. awesome. Okay, Jawan, so, so how did you feel when she invited you? Um, I, was a bit, I was a bit nervous but excited at the same time because it kind of felt like um, it was like God pulling me to this, uh, like, just calling me, like, putting people in my life little, little by little and kind of just showing me a bit of the way to... Uh, kind of find a group at, find a group at UVA. It was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, so what was your experience whenever you came to Chi Alpha? What did you experience? It was pretty live. <laughs> um, <laughs> Monday night uh, live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it wasn't uh, as much people, but it was still pretty, um, pretty crazy. Everyone was pretty, like, had a, a whole lot of spirit and just yelling. Everyone was just everywhere <laughs> before, the, uh, before it started. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. Like, I really enjoyed myself. A little chaotic, you were saying? Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. chaotic community. A lot, <laughs> lot of love and life in the circle. Is that oh, yeah. what you're saying? Okay. Definitely. Feel like a dance circle? <laughs> like you got pushed in the middle of the dance A bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, though. <laughs> so how has God used Chi Alpha Christian community in your life in the last couple months? Um, well... Uh, in a way, um, it's kind of just helped me, like I said, find a group at UVA um, and just kind of um, have someone there to push my, um, like, talking about my beliefs and um, just being a little bit comfortable. I do want to get out of my uh, comfort zone a little bit more outside of Chi Alpha and um, be able to branch out to more people, but um, it's just been a great experience. Um, I've been able to, like, love better and just appreciate things, take my time. Um, compared to how I was before, it wasn't like that. But so been... you've seen transformation in different parts of your life. Definitely, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Liz, what has been your experience 
Like, what, what, what is it meant to you to just see God at work in Juwan's life, knowing how it all started? Yeah, um, I think I, like, when, I, when we finished talking, I was very much like, I'm so glad that I was finally obedient. Like, I was kind of, I kind of just had to tell myself, like, I can't believe I almost let my fear of whatever, like being weird or whatever, really almost hinder me from letting someone have an opportunity to get in community. And so I was kind of just, like, amazed to see how God can really just take like one action and like kind of blow it up in like a way like I was very surprised when he like came to stuff and actually was talking to people so I think just like seeing that made me just trust God and like the spirit that is at work aside from like my actions like even more and so I don't know it's been very very cool and it's also taught me a lot about my own faith and like how important it is to just like be curious and just like see that God is always in control and that he's always opening his arms to new people and he wants new people um, in the faith. So, I don't know. It's been, it's been so cool. Really cool. That's awesome. And I can say this, Juwan, because I've talked to your core group leaders. They love having you in the core group. And, I, and so I know that your core group loves you. So here's the point. It's not just a blessing to you. It's a blessing to them. It's a blessing to Liz by what God's doing. And, and so we... We're so happy to have you in the Chi Alpha family and more importantly in, in God's family, you know. Thank you. So is there anything you'd like to say that, to, that I didn't ask you about that you're ready to say? Um, not much more to say, um, but bless God. And I, I, I just thank him every day to bring me here. It's just been really, really great. Awesome. <laughs> every step. Awesome. Will you guys give them a hand? Thank you, Juan. Yeah. yeah, you can put those over there. Yeah. I remember meeting Juwan at the Esau McCulley night, and when he first came in, so maybe I was part of that chaos, I don't know. It's been a joy to watch that story unfold. I just want to close by one saying one thing and then giving you some practical tips. Number one is this. What, is the re- what, is, what does the scripture say is the result when we expand the circle? It says this, that it is for our joy. Do you see that I kept an A up there for our joy or to make our joy complete? And the reason is, is if you read the NIV, it actually has a footnote that says, or your, because they, it's some manuscripts have your, some have our, there's only one letter difference in the English, right? It, and so the, the point is, is like, they weren't for sure exactly if it's your or our, because the point is like, whose joy is it when more people enter the circle? And the answer, is it like the person who, who brought them into the circle? Is it the new person in the circle who's experiencing the love and the life and the light of God? Or... Whose joy? And the point is, yes, everyone's. It's, it's Jawan's core group's joy. It's Jawan's joy. It's Liz's joy. It's all of our joy when people step into the circle of his love, his life, and his grace. And so let me just encourage you. Let's embrace our responsibility with his mission this semester. Let me give you, make it really, really practical. Okay, so my son um, is a, a, a first year at another university. And over the break, he asked me, he's like, hey, dad, can a core group get too big? And I was like, uh, you don't worry about that. You just keep inviting people. I said, let the, let the uh, pastors and the core group leaders worry about if it gets too big. That's not your responsibility. You just keep inviting. 
So let me just give you a list of like people to consider inviting. Number one on the list is simply this, friends in your class and program. I mean, what, if, what would have happened if Liz wasn't obedient and it wasn't tails twice? <laughs> Praise God for tails twice. But here's the thing, as an ambassador, Jesus has put people around you that one little act of love, of investing in their life and inviting them into the circle, into the community could change their life. Number two, the second thing to consider is friends in your dorm and those you live next to. Okay, here's the thing. Was Liz a lifelong friend of Joan? No. In other words, you don't have to like have like three, four hour conversations before you can invite them. No, just, just invest in a friendship and invite them in. And there's people in your dorm that the Lord would love to do a work in. And he'd like to use you. My, my son has four members of his core group all live in the same dorm and a couple of them are because he invited them. And it's not like he's some super evangelist or anything. No, he just invitation. Next, his friends from high school. Okay, some of you have no friends from high school here. You know, you're like, I'm the only one. <laughs> but some of you have some friends from high school. And if you bring your friends from high school and mix them with your friends and core group, what could God do? Ian has a commitment of a couple, couple guys that said they're going to come to... Now, they haven't come yet, so we don't know if that's really going to happen. But they met his core group and they're like, oh, he's pretty cool. Yeah, I can hang with those guys. And that easily... Now, the, hey, you said you'd come. How about this week, right? And then they went to the basketball game together. If your core group goes to the basketball game, invite your, your friends from high school to join you at the game. Okay, and then finally, just, we're just making a list of people to think about. It's friends from your other clubs or from work. Some of you have another club. Maybe you're in a fraternity or sorority, and we've seen people come to know Jesus because their sorority sister brought them to Chi Alpha. We've seen people be invited from work or, or, or projects, and, and it changed their life. I just want to encourage you this semester to be an inviter. So as Zach mentioned, we're doing Dinner for Doubters in the month of February, and actually next M&L, next week, we're, it's going to be a normal M&L, but we're having a guest speaker who's going to come in. His name is Nathan Rittenhouse, and he has a ministry called Thinking Out Loud, where he just travels around and talks about Jesus. So he is used to talking to, uh, to non-Christian audiences. He's got a, a very relevant topic he's going to be sharing, and we want, it's kind of like the kickoff of Dinner for Doubters. And so um, if you bring them next week, then they'll get an invitation to Dinner for Doubters, and you can come with them. And, and anyway, it's going to be our launch. And so next week, we're bringing in Nathan to launch Dinner for Doubters. So it's going to be M&L version Dinner for Doubters. No dinner, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. And so I want to encourage us to be invitational. And so as we close, I just want us to take this moment, just for a moment, and just still our hearts and our minds. Some of you are here because somebody invited you tonight. In fact, I met some people beforehand. You got invited tonight. We are so glad you're here. The Father and the Son want to welcome you in to the dance circle of the love and the life and the grace of God.
I'd like for you just to take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to put someone in your heart or on your mind that you would like to invite to, into the circle. Maybe to your core group. Maybe to M&L. Maybe to the next M&L where we kick off dinner for doubters and they'll, and they'll join you. Just ask the Holy Spirit to give you someone, maybe somewhere on this list, from a class, from a club, a friend from high school, the guy across the hall. Now I want you to take a moment and I want you to ask God to give you courage and a window of opportunity. As we heard Liz's story, she needed some courage and God gave her a window of opportunity as she walked out that door. Let's just take a moment. That person came to your mind say, Lord, give me the courage and the window of opportunity doesn't mean the stars have to align, but just a moment. This is a moment you can walk across the hall or after class, say, hey, what are you doing tonight? Lord, I pray that you would give us courage, that we would be courageous people, that would be on the side of Jesus, who was a friend of sinners, who came to seek and to save the lost, who would embody, like the apostle John did, the heart of our Savior. So Lord, I pray in our community, We wouldn't be cloistered in isolation. But we would live in the thick of people who don't know you and welcome them into the circle. And I pray, oh God, this semester, as we walk courageously, as we invest and invite, that we would see more Joans join our community and many join the circle with the Father, the Son, the Spirit, and His people. Oh, Lord, use our fellowship to that end for Your glory. People are classmates good and our joy and their joy. Amen. Amen. Will the worship team come forward? Let me just ask you this simple question as they come forward. We're going to close with a song. Is what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of pride. Okay, I got you. But what do you have to gain? Who could be sitting where Joan was sitting because of one step of courage, one investment in a new friendship? or invitation to an old friend who could join the circle. Will you stand with me? Lord, as we go through this semester, I pray we'd be anchored in a real devotional life where we are constantly reminded that we've been brought into the community of life, of eternal life, of love, 
of grace, that we'd be reminded that Jesus has brought us back into the dance, that we would hear the music of the Father's love and glory and holiness, and our hearts would be saturated by that truth, and that we would be in step with the Spirit. Lord, I pray that this semester we would dance with our brothers and sisters, that we would realize we're to be in it together as your people, as your family. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to expand the circle for your glory, others good, and our joy. Lord, give us courage. Lord, those names that were put on people's hearts and minds tonight, Lord, I pray that that, that you would keep them in the forefront of their minds and you would open windows of opportunity. And Lord, that we'll get to know those people as a community because of what you did tonight. So be at work by your spirit. May it turn up tails when necessary. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, for the benediction tonight, may God bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and turn his countenance towards you. And may he give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's have a great week following Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Chi Alpha at the University of Virginia podcast. For more information, you can visit our website, xaatuva.com.